Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another Manchester United Arsenal show, Manham United podcast, going to talk from the Arsenal podcast. So please keep all your comments and questions, Manchester United or Arsenal related. Big up to the chat as always. Obviously joined by the latest addition to the Sarcasm, the crazy Sarcasm City TV uh, family. Um, my like TJ is in the building TJ Warren TV The link for his channel is in the title What are you telling me though TJ? You good first and foremost Bro I'm great I'm uh, I'm chilling I'm Back on the noun alcoholic brews here um, <laughs> Looking forward to this uh, Like I was telling you backstage Looking forward to this therapy session I know I've been looking forward to it I know you've been looking forward to it I know Absolutely. the chat's been looking forward to it uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm all blessed. Uh, how are you, man? You good? Yeah, man, all blessed, man. All good. Like I said, like you just said there, looking forward to the show. Always look forward to the show. It's always mm -hmm. good because it's always interesting to hear your thoughts on Arsenal and also the chat's thoughts on Arsenal as well. Because you basically get an out, you get an outside, you get an inside perspective. That's what it's like. It's one thing being a United fan talking about Arsenal. But now I'm hearing from you, I'm hearing from Arsenal fans, actually what's going on inside the club. There's going to be things naturally you know that I don't because you're just paying um, closer attention than I am. But big up to everyone in yep, the chat. Right. Larger, my guy, Eddie, in the chat. I see yep. you, Warrior J, Stephanie G. Like I said, all the regulars, all the new people, big up to each and every one of you lot, all the people who watch, but don't be in the comment section, all the people that watch back, etc. Let's bump up these likes, though. You lot are doing a decent job still. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, 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 we're doing a decent job. Already in double-figure likes, but Let's bump that up. Let's get up to 20 likes, people. Make sure you share this across all of the socials as well. All them social media apps you are active on, I need you to share across all the socials. Follow at Sarcasm City TV across all socials. Make sure you subscribe to TJ's channel because then you'll find all his socials as well. And on top of those two things, subscribe here to the channel, Sarcasm City TV. And when you subscribe, make sure you hit the notification bell. And like I said already a couple times, please keep all your comments and questions, Manchester United or Arsenal related. And if you want to make sure your question gets answered, then super chat people and I will make sure we get straight to it. But as you can see from the title, should Bakayo Saka be risk versus Manchester City? Eric Ten Hag under even more pressure. Of course, Manchester United lost midweek to Galatasaray in the Champions League. Arsenal losing away at Lens um, in the Champions League as well. So we'll start there. We'll start with your game. Before we actually get onto the title, we'll start with the game against Lens. Your thoughts? Because you went one goal up and then obviously ended up losing 2-1. Yeah, so the people, um, people in the chat that I talked to during Flawless's shows all week know that I, uh, I went and got a, a tooth pulled on Monday, yeah. and and watching the Lens game was more painful than getting that tooth. <laughs> um, that was a dross Arsenal performance. We could not finish our dinner whatsoever, and when we turned the ball over, Lons made us pay for it every single time. Um, it was just such a disappointing. So I'm going to just kind of go, go, go all the way around the 11 real quick and chat. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, Do so thing. Leo, Leo Trossard played his worst game in an Arsenal sweater. I've come on this channel. I've gone on my channel. I've um, gone on um, Tottenham away, all these different channels <laughs> defending Trossard saying that he is our most consistent player, whether we play him in the nine, whether we play him on the left, he is consistent. He was shocking against okay. Lons. Like Jeez. it really, it was really brutal. And yeah, and to be fair, Warrior, you're right. He did just come back. Yeah. So you can question the manager around whether or not he should have come back. But who else are you going to play on the left? Jesus. And then we automatically throw Eddie in up top. 
I was, I'm about to get up to, to Eddie, but but trust our. Hey, really take your time, man. Flow's yours, TJ. You know you got all the time in the world you need. No worries, no worries. His touch was brutal. Um, then you then you go to Jesus. Jesus is one of the players. Um, Jesus is one of three players that I think can walk um, out of that game with his head held high. I thought he played really well. He took his goal incredibly well. Um, you give Jesus any sort of space in that box, he's going to cook you. I think we've I think we've seen that now. If but if he's locked up in the box or he's locked up outside of the box in that final third, he struggles. He struggles. So um, I think I think uh, Jesus played really really well. Um, Bakayo Saka should never have been played in that match. Um, they basically almost had to cart him off against um, Bournemouth. Jorginho had to help him off the field against Bournemouth. I don't know if people recognize that. That. But the fact that he was in the starting eleven against Lons, I'm like, I'm like, is this guy serious? Is this guy actually serious? Like, and we'll get we'll get into um, whether he should be risked against Man City. Mm -hmm. But man, like he he keeps going like this. They're gonna have to carry him out of these matches in a full body cast. Like this guy is beat up all over the place, and he has to go up against Kyle Walker this weekend. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll get into that. Um, Martin Odegaard, Martin o Ghostegaard. Disappears in these Ooh. bad games. He was he was bad. Ooh. Our entire Ooh. our entire midfield, except for Rice, was bad. To be fair, Havertz okay. below average again, again <laughs> below average. Yeah, big up United Spurs of America for the rain. Hey, shout out, big up United Spurs of America. Big yeah, up Jacob yeah, yeah, as well. Big up Jacob. Large up yeah, every single time. But yeah, Havertz awful. Odegaard non-existent. Rice was fine. Rice was okay. Um, and I've been bigging up Jenchenko on this show for the last two weeks because he's been carrying the ball forward really, really well. Um, he hasn't really been forced to defend. Well, he was forced to defend. And look what happened this time. We got absolutely cooked on that second goal. He went he went inverted into the midfield, gave the ball away, and we were cooked on that right side. Like, it was perfect, um, perfect cross. And I don't even remember what the guy's name is. We played plumbers and electricians from France and we got cooked. Like we literally, I could not name you one player on Lens. Like that, that is how much I don't know about these guys at all. They're 12th yeah. in the French league. You would expect us to go in there and do a job. We didn't do it. Man, and then, and then Saliba, Saliba, where are you? He disappeared oh. too. He's responsible for that second goal. He, he was not man marking in the box when, when they put that cross in. Okay. He wasn't. He was nowhere to be found. He was watching. Yes. So, yeah, Gabriel, fine. I mean, he was he was fine and like didn't didn't really didn't really do anything right. Didn't really do anything wrong. Tom Yasu, I think, played a really really good game, but just overall, it was poor from the boys. It was poor. And then we got yes. and then and then I'm gonna say this about David Rea. He made a mistake. Yeah. He made a very large mistake on that first goal. Playing it playing it out from the back. He hasn't made a mistake yet, and we got cooked. Like it was literally one of the best passages of play I've seen all season from a football club, and it came from the RC Lens team that's twelfth in the French league. He <laughs> that finish was incredible. Rea shouldn't have given the ball away there, but I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on him. I'm not giving up on that's, him. Like, that's fair. It's now, one mistake. Now, now you're seeing, and we were talking backstage again, again, flawless about how we got to overreact. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the now, that's the social got, media ammo. Now you got now you got freaking everybody calling for Reyes' head. Well, should we play Ramsdale against Manchester City? How many wins have we gotten in actual competitions, not in charity shield matches? Have we gotten with Ramsdale in goal against Man City? Yeah, I... 
Fez. Goose egg. Yeah. Zero. How many wins did Ray get against Man City last season? I'm putting Ray in net. I'm putting you Ray should in play him in. That exactly one one mistake shouldn't be. All right, let's drop him. Like, right? Yeah, let's drop him. So, so uh, overall, overall, you asked about the Rams game. Uh, to finish up my thoughts on on the Rams game, we played very very poorly away, and we and that's just the way Arteta is. We played poorly away in Europe. It's we were going to drop points on the road in the Champions League. That is just that was a foregone conclusion. I'm not overreacting to this. I'm not going to yeah. do it. When we, if we lose against PSV, and we lose against Sevilla away, and we're at Sevilla, risk for not winning the group, because it's Sevilla back to it's Sevilla back to back now, isn't Sevilla it? Sevilla back to back in the, in the champs okay. in the champs, and then we also have yeah. we also have West Ham in the middle of there too. So we have okay. we have two three we have two three games a week for the foreseeable. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not I'm not overreacting. If we lose those away games, then I'm over. Then I'm going to react. But this this one, it was just a really bad day at the office. It's our first loss of the season. Um, if it becomes consistent, then you will see a different approach from me. But no, that's yeah. fair. You know what I'm saying? That is fair. Like I say, large up to everyone in the chat. Again, big up Jacob, uh, United Spurs of America for the raid. Make sure you've hit the like button though, because there's over 40 people in here, only at 19 likes. Let's get us up to 40 likes, people. Like Eddie just said, get the likes up. Continue to get your questions in. Please just keep them Manchester United or Arsenal related. I will start all of the best questions. Don't worry about that. And of course, if you super chat, I will get straight to your comment or question. Yes. As well, Warrior J says, TJ, I want to know your thoughts on both games. Obviously, you just give your thoughts on the Lens game, but he says, mm -hmm. Arsenal winning 4 0 at Bournemouth. Also, about Bakayo Saka, do you think that Arteta does not trust the backup players to Saka? I think that he, yeah, the answer to your second question is yes, obviously, mm -hmm. because he mm -hmm. won't play a fully fit Reese Nelson, who I don't think has put a foot wrong um, mm -hmm. so far this season. He was, he was, it, I guess you could say against Lens, he was dead, but he was he, he came into a he came into a game that was was tough to come into. I think, um, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. But when he came out against United, he was incredible. Like it, it's one of those things it, that when he has made an appearance, he has been working his absolute ass off for this mm -hmm. club. So I think a Bukayo Saka with one leg is still going to start because Arteta. Because Arteta thinks that this kid can do everything, but you can notice the you can notice the difference in pace down the right hand side with Saka and and Nelson. Granted, Nelson's been playing on the left when he's been coming on, but he has two legs. Saka has one. Yeah, because Saka like, is legit him. breaking down. Yeah, legit yeah, breaking you. down. We do, I do not want like and people were upset to hear me say this. I do not want to see him play against City. Okay, I don't let's want go to there. You so you're yeah, saying don't go. risk him. Not on the bench, out of the squad completely, because yes. and this isn't a, this isn't a shot at him in terms of him as a player. You're talking about fitness wise. I'm talking about fitness in the fact yeah. that we still have 30 games in the league left yeah. after this one. It's a long True. season, True. and if we want to stay in the Champions League, if we want to commit, if we want to, if we want to compete for both domestic cups, we yeah. have to conserve these guys. And Bakayo. I, I love Bakayo. I rate him even if he does have one leg, but we're going up against against Kyle Walker, arguably the best right back ever in the Premier League. And we're gonna have and he'll break him down. He'll break his he'll break both of his legs. Like Kyle Walker is so good. Nah, because Saka Saka will be on if he's on the right side, it'll be going up. It'll be Vadio. Oh, or Vardio, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It'll be Vadio. No, nah, it's all good, man. Either we way. all make these minor errors. Yeah, yeah. he's going Either up way. against. You're going against whoever it is. I do agree with you. You're going up yeah. against whoever it's competent. 
You're going well, whether exactly. it's Vardy or whether got, it's Ake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, you're going up against a Man City, a Man City team that is absolutely brutal. Um, on the the back line is going to be the strongest part of that team if we're going to be completely fair because you got you got Vardial who is great, and then you yeah. got like I like I said, Kyle Walker, incredible Kyle player. Walker, Diaz, yeah. and then maybe Ake or Kanji. Yeah, we Maki know how Kanji like defensively you, you they can, are very good. Yeah, you could choose it. Like, and there's a lot of Arsenal players that are or Arsenal fans that are saying, "Oh well, De Bruyne, De Bruyne is out, Rodri's out. Like, we got this. <laughs> we got this. What? Are you That's are you wild. kidding me? We have that like wild. wild. And I know, I know everybody in the chat is. I know everybody in ch- in the chat is saying it has seen this Arsenal delusion, where we have a Saka who's maybe at fifty percent if we play him. No Martinelli. Still have the specter of Kai Havertz being in this starting 11. Mm-hmm. And um, if he is going to try to shoe in um, party and Havertz again, you're going to see that bogus freaking three, four, three that we were playing when we weren't generating goals in the first five games of the season. So it, it, it literally is looking long for man city. It really, it really, really is. And, and warrior Jada to, to finish answering your questions. I thought we cooked yeah. Bournemouth, but it's Bournemouth. Like these are the levels. These, these are the performances. And if you go back, if you go back and watch my um, my match reaction for that TJ Warren TV links, sub, quick plug links and links in the title, people. TJ Warren TV, click the I link. It not, opens up a new tab. Neither of us, like neither me nor nor Dow, mm. the Oregon Gooner, were were overhyping it because mm. it's Bournemouth. That's what you should be doing against Bournemouth away. That's what you should be doing. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I thought we I thought we were great great in one game and terrible in the other, and uh, it's it's honestly looking long for for Man City. With yep. or without De Bruyne or Rodri. Yeah, yeah. But we will get predictions at the end of the show, but yeah. I agree. It's not looking good for Arsenal in regards to that game. Um, big up to Warrior J against his flawless question to you. Last season, Manchester United's defence used to be well-organised and compact. Why do you think United's defence this season is leaking too much goals? I think it's a combination of things. One, we're trying to play much more on the front foot. And when I say that, I'm not talking necessarily with the ball. I'm talking about off the ball, like pressing high. So you can see that Ten Hag is trying to implement that and for Manchester United to win the ball higher up the pitch, which has worked at points. So I think that adds to it too. The midfield balance is completely gone. Like as much as people criticise Ericsson for his lack of energy and his lack of athleticism and he can't run, what people don't realise is you can be not the most mobile but still be a part of a defensive structure. One thing Ericsson can do is occupy, he can scream. He's a very, very intelligent footballer. And when you had him next to Casemiro, even though you did, and Casemiro's form as well, that's not helped because, yeah, I don't know what's... Casemiro more so, I see him getting forward as well. But one thing Ericsson and Casemiro both did very well was scream. And when I say that, like, keeping the team in shape. Yes, Ericsson is not the most... He's not the best tackler. He's not going to show the barge people off the ball. But what he's going to do is occupy a space defensively where... Rather than the opposition being able to pass the ball through to the striker, they have to go wide. They might have to go to the winger in a non-dangerous position or they go to a fullback. Like people won't see that because there's no stat for that. But being able to screen is definitely without doubt a very underrated skill. And it goes very much uncelebrated, that's not even a word, not, not celebrated by fans because like I said there's no stat for it I've said it about Eric's like it's about so I look I don't even look at the defense I think it's a midfield balance then you add into the fact 
all everybody defensively is underperforming. So you add in that too. Onana's not, he's not having the best of starts either. So that's why, that's why I keep saying with Ten Hag, just revert back to type. And that's not playing Ericsson. I'm saying revert back to those tactics. Stop trying to win the ball high up, defend deeper and hit teams on a counter-attack. Because one thing we do now have with Hoyland there, even with Rashford out of form, you got Hoyland, you got Rashford, you got Ganacho, you got Palestri. How much more pace do you need in the forward area before you go, let's just play on a counter-attack? That is through. Whether you rate those players or not, those four are electric. They are electric. That goal that Hoyland scored against Galatasaray, that second goal, that's not a normal goal to score. This is why I consistently bang on about it being a pace and power game. Because that's what that game, that's what that goal was. The finish was quality as well. Obviously, you need to add other things with it. But pace and power needs to be the platform, in particular in attacking areas. You have all the players in the world to play on a counter-attack. Even the players I don't particularly rate like that. Like Bruno, the one thing he is very good at is with the ball deep in his own half and has space to hit. I've seen him play those parts. If you give him, if he has to play eye of the needle stuff, forget about it. If you give him 30, 40 yards to hit, you're going to find it. Same way with Mount. Casemiro can do it. Ericsson can do it. Revert back to it. Forget what you are trying to do because it's not working. And that's why I'm so irritated by what Ten Hag is doing because he tried, not this way, but the first two games last season. It didn't work. Okay, let me utilize what I have. And now you have more of that. We are perfectly set up to hit teams on. I know people don't like it, but that's what it is. We are perfectly set up to hit teams on a counter-attack. And then occasionally, yeah, we can get on the ball and play. Like we've shown against Crystal Palace in the League Cup. We've shown in, in up, not much this season, but we've shown in previous games that we can get on the ball. Even the first 20 minutes, the way we started against Brian, the way we started against Bayern Munich, like we are capable of getting on the ball. And even the goal that was ruled out against Arsenal, like that's a great team. That's a great team goal. You can kind of call it transition, but it's still a good move, even though it was ruled offside. So I think it's many factors, but hey, he needs to Ten Hag got Ten Hag and the players both need to pattern up. They do. Uh TJ, I realized that Party came back into the squad for you guys. If Party comes back to the lineup, do you think you might? And he put might in couple letters see the what? best older guard in the big games. It's a good question. There's another that good is question, good. Maurice. That's a really good yeah. Warrior Jays bring the thunder this uh today. Yeah, I realized Party came back and squad. If Party comes back to the lineup, do you think you might see Oregon in the game? Yeah, I do because he hasn't he isn't having to make up for Kai Havertz. Um, if if the midfield three is chosen correctly, I think that he is having to compensate a lot for the lack of creativity that Kai Havertz um is is generating within the midfield. Like honestly, if and I'm not and I'm not Arteta here. But um, it, it's so simple to me to play a Rice, Odegaard, and Partey midfield. Like, it's, it's so, it just seems so simple to me. So I think we would see the best, the best Odegaard if we played a 4-2-3-1 and put Odegaard in the middle of the three, or we, put, we can put Rice up there where, um, where Havertz cur currently is. Rice can produce offensively. He, he has scored and he can put in some forward passes that are incisive. He's way better. He's just mile streets ahead of Kai Havertz. He is. So uh, if Havertz come back to the lineup, do you think Odegaard? Yeah, I do. I really do. And I think, you know, he wasn't our player of the year last season for nothing. Did he disappear during good during big games? Yes, but he, he was he was there for some of them. Spurs away. He was there. You know, so it it's one of those things where does he have something to prove? Absolutely. But you also have to look at the manager's choices of who he's playing next to him. You know? Yeah, that's and true. Not, that, and 
impacts it right. similar to what I was talking about in terms of balance. Like you, the clear yeah. midfield to play is Pate, Rice, Odegaard. That's clearly yeah. your best midfield, without doubt. Everyone yeah, can see that bar at Teta, but we move. Well, no, especially against Man City, right? I said it before and I'll say it again. Mm. Like, you don't want to leak goals against Man City. Play a 4-2-3-1. Make sure that you're secure at the back and put your best your best available players up front, which in my opinion are is Trossard, um, Trossard, Jesus, and Reese Nelson, honestly. So, but we move. Uh, for real, and big up the young G Nero knows ball in the chat. Large up to yeah. Nero. He just said, said free. He said three months deep. I bleed sarcasm. City. He's been a member of the channel for three months. You'll see Nero yeah. on. Uh, you'll see him on next week, definitely. Nero, I'm gonna get you back on. Make sure you sub to his channel. And if you want to join the membership as well, good to see so many green usernames in the chat. Link is in the pinned comment for the membership, people. Many great perks, including how to get on the channel as well. So make sure you do indeed check it out and i just wanted to get because um to a comment as well but don't worry people i've started all the best questions in regards to ibrahim who says flawless last season last season De Gea played a part which onana is not doing uh bailing his defense out we were given the same chances to the opposition but now we're conceded i disagree with this we did not look this defensively fragile even against wolves i think we gave i think we conceded the record amount of shots ever we're just giving up more shots Never mind, I don't think it's anything to do with that. If the hair was in goal, I think it'd be exactly the same. Because individual, because someone said, Ed said it there. Don't forget, we've only been able to play the same back four twice this season. Individual errors. 90, maybe even more, but I'll just say 90 to 95% of all the goals we've conceded this season have been individual errors. An individual error from one individual or individual errors from multiple involved. Every goal. I think and literally every game. You even look at the Galatasaray game. That's a prime example. First goal, that's under low. That's clearly under low. Second goal, Amrabat and Lindelof. Third goal, Amrabat. Look what I'm saying. That's just off the top of the head. When you look at the, the, the Arsenal game, whole team letting older, letting them score straight from our kickoff. Second goal, again, the whole team. How's Rice allowed to bring the ball, ball down? The Jesus goal, I let go because you're trying to chase the game and you get it done on the counter. But I've just named, what, six goals and five out of them are our fault. And that's out of six. And if I keep going, I will continue. It's just basics. You know what I'm saying? It's just absolute, it's just basics. The Brighton game, for example. Welbeck goal, running off Casemiro, lending off not back, blocking it at the near post. Second goal. I think the low didn't get out to somebody, I think. Third goal, Onana should say. Hear what I'm saying, people? And if I keep going and if I actually look back at each game, it will tell you it's also on the individual errors. But individual errors also lie on the manager in regards to these are your these are either players you've signed or players you've kept that's why i split it 50 50 in terms of who's to blame because individuals are making poor decisions but then you have to drop players like that's on the manager because when it was going well last season we praised the manager we praised the players now it's going poorly criticize the manager criticize the players so yeah i don't think it's that there's a reason the hair is out here still without a club that tells you the level he's at why is he still... I'm even surprised. I thought somebody in La Liga would take him. I thought even if it was a worst-case scenario, like a mid-table La Liga club would have took him, but he still hasn't got a deal, which tells you the level of, of, of where he's at as well. Big up to Daniel Doncaster Rovers. I see you in the chat, my guy, every single time. Yeah. Big up to Ed, who says, why not put Jesus on the wing? We've all seen firsthand in the City days, the man cooked out there. Him on the right wing is an option. But then I think the problem is the center forward issue. No, the center forward, the center forward is you can't you can't trust any Kitty in that nine or or Havertz. Mm -hmm. Like, and and there were some people yeah. that were trying to make the point to me that Havertz had a good game in the community shield. He had mm -hmm. two chance and missed it. 
So I don't know what game that you were watching. I mean, he was average. He was average in the in the Community Shield match. But again, I don't think Pep took that seriously whatsoever. I really don't. And then yeah, and then like De Bruyne's injured, Rodri's injured. I, I I'm all good with Jesus on the wing if we have a if we have a viable number nine. I if you had a Tony, I, for example. Yeah, if we had a Tony, for example, yeah. then start Jesus on the left until Martinelli gets back. Or or even put yeah. or even put Jesus on the right if if Saka's injured. That like yeah. literally until Trossard picked up a knock and Martinelli got injured and Saka is playing on one leg, we really did have good depth in in the forward positions. We did. But we're picking up tons of injuries here, so we're, we're, we really are hamstrung. So, yeah, I, I'm good with Jesus on the wing if Eddie and Ketty isn't our, is our number nine. But he is. So That's fair. And to, yeah. Madison, who says, last season was papering over the cracks. United fan base deluded. Our fan base is deluded to an extent, 100%. I wasn't deluded by it because all summer long, I said, we need five first teamers. That was after the season, after having a good season, and after the play. I said, five. Bear in mind the key word what I said there, people. First teamers. Never mind squad. So I was fully aware of where the level of the squad was at, even though we exceeded all my expectations. And Ten Hag had the vast majority of the squad playing at a higher level in terms of overall as a team and as an individual. As individual now, all the individuals are either performing to their level or they're performing below their level. Most of them probably below their level, to be honest. And the manager's also performing below the level he was at last season. So you're seeing it. That's why you're seeing some of the United fan base be, I wouldn't say su surprise is the wrong word, but reacting in the manner in which it is. I know this team, like when I see people say, and I've been asked it on here, oh, is the attack a problem under Ten Hag? The attack's been a problem the entire time Ten Hag's been here because we don't create and we don't score goals. We don't score goals because the goal scoring record, the goal scoring chart tells you that. And then this myth, that we create a lot and all we need is a bad boy striker and we go score so many more goals. It's like, no, there was occasional games where we created a lot of chances, but for the most part last season, in particular from the middle and the end, there's games where we're having one shot on target, two shots on target, three shots on target, and we might score, we're creating. I always say, how many, how many clear-cut chances are we creating? That's a mark of a team being creative or not. And when I say clear-cut chances, people, I'm not talking if it's a worldy save from the opposition goalkeeper. I'm saying, ah, he should score that. Like the one Bruno missed against Galatasaray, that's a clear-cut chance. That's something you should bury, 110%. How often are we creating those? Because if you look at Manchester City, they're the best creative side in the league. How many clear-cut chances did they create? Haaland by himself misses sometimes three, four, five a game. Just him. <laughs> Never mind the rest of the team. So if you take Haaland's four and then you add in, say, Alvarez misses one, Foden misses one, a Bernardo Silva misses one, that's seven, eight, nine chances. They're creating 10, 11 clear-cut chances a game. Manchester United might not create 10, 11 clear-cut chances in 10, 11 matches. That's how bad our attack is. But, hey, that's pe people can, pe too many people do too much results-based analysis. That's the issue. Word to Peter. Like, you win, everything's great, and, and everything's great. If you lose, everything's bad. And it's like, no, it doesn't necessarily work like that. Work like that. There's so many variables. Before we continue as well, there's over 60 people in here. Big up. Only at 28 likes, though. Only at 28 likes. Let's bump this up. Let's get up to 50 likes, man. Like check, one, two, one, two. Let's bump up those likes. Hit that subscribe button as well. Get us to, Whoa. I even know what number we're on. My laptop just refreshing. But yeah, bump up this. Well, I'll do a subscriber mark shortly. But yes, make sure you hit the subscriber uh, hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell as well. Let's see. And you lot, there's been more questions for you yeah, as well. Nero says, 
Yeah. yeah, question for TJ. If Arteta doesn't win the Champions League or Premier League this year, do you still want him as your manager? And if not, who would you get to replace him? So a question from Nero. Big up Nero. Yeah, no, I've I've said I've said what my baseline is for this manager um on this on this several times. So sorry if you've heard this before, but um I don't expect Arteta to win the Champions League. And if you do expect him to win the Champions League, sorry, you I I want what you are smoking. The jugs must come easy wherever you live. Um I'm gonna say um again my um Minimum expectations for him, for him are to finish top four again and win a trophy. And I did say that the Carabao Cup is acceptable. FA Cup is acceptable. But we need – we cannot drop down to the Europa League. I think dropping I think dropping down to the Europa League is a fire, is a sackable offense. I don't think it's going to happen, but but I, I'm I'm just outlining what I think is a sackable offense. Um, but, yeah, if I, yeah, do I still want him as our – want him as my manager? Um Name me a replacement that is actually um, achievable or receivable that wants to come to Arsenal. Um, then, then yeah, absolutely. If there is a viable manager that is better, which there is none available in my opinion, and that's just my opinion, then yeah, of course I'd want to replace him. But these people that are saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go. Let, let's go get Simeone. Oh, let's go get Ancelotti." You're you're not you're not seriously thinking that Ancelotti is going to leave Real Madrid, like, unless he's forced out, you're really you, like, so I, it, I think it's kind of a, like a, like a piss take to say that a little bit. That's not really rooted in reality, but if they were ever, if they were ever available, then yeah, of course, of course I'd want one of those managers, but, but right now I don't see a viable manager that we can bring over. So I hope that answers your question a little bit, man. But. No, it is. That's that's first because only vi the only name that's out there who I think is viable, whether it's for your club or my club, is Hansi Flick. I need to do more yeah, research in regards to Flick. He's the Flick. only one, but I didn't well, really. I need to proper look too. at his. Yeah, go on, go on. But he, yeah, no, no, no. He's an attacking manager too, and he hmm. he would favor Kai Havertz. Jeez, but it's it's. <laughs> you would see Kai Havertz everywhere. You'd see Kai Havertz on. You'd see Kai Havertz when you close your <laughs> eyes at night, man. But yeah, no, Hans Flick is actually a an attacking manager. I wouldn't want to see like somebody somebody floated Conte to me. I'm like, really? We're not. We are not a defensive. Honestly, we are not a defensive club. We're not. We want. I want to see forward attacking football. I don't want to see any sort of you know stinking the place out terrorist football that Conte would bring. So honestly, you know, Hans Flick. Yeah, I mean, is he better than Arteta? I don't know. I, I I don't know. That would, that, I, would I need to do to more. I just need to do more research because I didn't. Me I didn't. Too. I know he won at Bayern Munich, but I don't know why it went wrong and how. And I believe was he not a Germany? Was he the Germany manager this past World Cup when they went out? Yeah, that was not when the yeah. chat pleased people, and that was a I bad the was. way they went out. So yeah, well, we'll, yeah. But with him, he's the only name that I can think of because I've not even thought of managers like that. So Ibrahim as well, who says, "Do you think the hair is waiting to get?" Uh, Ten hard to get sacked and rejoin United. No, he's done, man. Like Ibrahim, accept it. That he is done at the top level. I said this when he was here as the number one. If he yeah. leaves, he's not getting. That's why when we initially offered him the contract, I was like, why? He's not getting that money or a team the stature of Manchester United or higher. He's not. And look, we're in October. He's been out of work since June, July. So that's July, August, September, October. Four months. This man's been a free agent. 
and not one club has said, not one European club, forget top European club, one European club has said, yeah, let's go get the hell. Said the same thing about Ronaldo when he was here. When he leaves here, no, that's why when he sat there and lied, Piers Morgan, oh yeah, I had offers. From who? If I remember correctly, he said that. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, I swear he said that. But yeah, I had offers. Offers from who? And people say, oh, it's behind closed doors. You think a team made a, you think a team made a bid for the highest profile footballer currently and probably on the planet and we didn't hear about it. So you telling me, for exact argument's sake, Bayern Munich offered Ronaldo a contract and it's not got out or a PSG or a Barcelona or going back to Real Madrid or AC Milan or Inter Milan or Juventus or whoever. Like, come on, man. There's a reason he's ended up in Saudi. That was the only offer he had was Saudi Arabia. It was Saudi Arabia or be doing the David De Gea. That's what it was, because that shows you the levels of where that the hair's not good enough. Oh, Nana might not be the answer. I even sat here saying he is, but the hair is definitely not. And guess what? If Onana's not good enough, he'll get moved on and we'll sign another goalkeeper. And if that goalkeeper's not good enough, we'll sign another one and so forth. Same way there was a gap between Shamichael and De Gea, and there was a gap between no Shamichael and Van der Sar, sorry. And there was the, there was a gap between Van der Sar and De Gea. People forget De Gea's that it wasn't good. It was yeah. very similar to this. Yeah, very yeah. similar. So, so to go back to hands flick real quick yeah. because uh, yeah, Boo Boo yeah, cool. is, is losing his is losing his mind because he won the sex he won the sex tuple. Yeah, no, he mm -hmm. did, he did. Um, and and Hans Flick was was the German manager for the last mm -hmm. for the last World Cup as well. So I could see why he got he got sacked after the way that they were performing. Yes, he did win the sex couple in twenty in twenty twenty, bro, behind closed doors yeah, with Bayern. I, I give him and the thing is, like, I'll um, give you that. It's an it, it is an accomplishment, but there are some asterisks by that. Like just the way everybody says that Arsenal won a, won the FA the COVID FA Cup behind closed doors. Like, does that happen again? You don't you don't know. But yeah, I, I give Hans Hans Flick his flowers absolutely for winning that. But he was. But how many of those trophies were in the German league with Bayern? Three of them, four of them. So, yeah, what were the six? What were the six trophies? And nobody's against Hansi Flick. Like he did. No, nobody's against I give, him. Nobody's I against give him full credit for what he did. And if we was in 2021 and he was available, I'd be sat here saying, "Go get him now," because he's just mm -hmm. coming off a sex tuple. But it's three years down the line. Something went wrong at Bayern Munich. I don't know what. I need to do my research. And then, like I said, he just did a bad job in the World Cup as well. I'm not against Hansi Flick. I'm just mm -hmm. saying I need to do more research before I say. Yeah, I'd take Hansi Flick at Manchester United because I don't know enough about his tenure at Bayern Munich, apart from winning the sex tuple, which is super impressive, and I give him full credit for that. Yeah. But I don't know what those six... Obviously, one's the Pokal Cup, one's the Bundesliga, one's the Champions League. I'm guessing one's the Super Cup, one's, what, the World Club Cup? And someone yeah, named it off. Like I'm going to Google it in a sec. I'm going to Google it in a sec. But oh, no, I got it. I got it. Bundesliga, yeah, Pokal, Super Cup, Champions League, UEFA Super Cup, Club World Cup. Yeah, that's... yeah. Six. Come on, three of them don't count. Come on, Mel. Let's cut the crap. <laughs> Let's cut the crap, man. Three of them don't count. You know what I'm saying? Like, we Max. don't. Same way, same way. Did, and, didn't Enrique win, like, a sex tuple or something crazy like that? And now he's there again. Look at PSG now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, Flick did it. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Lee says, how many rookie managers win the Champions League in their first ever season? He's a manager. Uh, as a manager, not a lot. Which Flick, And I give Flick full credit for that. I am not discounting what Flick did. I am not discounting what he did. What he did is one of the greatest feats. To win a treble anywhere is incredibly tough. But then mm -hmm. what happened after that is the question I'm asking. Saying went wrong. To go from that to 2022. Like, and whenever, whenever he, he, he got sacked. 
But I'll talk to Jez anyway, because Jez will be more yeah, keyed yeah, up yeah, yeah. in no, regards I, to what's going on with that. But yeah. And here today saying, um, TJ, uh, flawless, we need to just offer uh Zidane whatever he wants, give him the keys to the Emirates. He's saying Zidane, are you are you with the Zidane thing? If it was plausible, let's I say it's plausible. No. If it's plausible, no, because I was asked this question two weeks ago. <laughs> Who would your manager be? And I said Zidane. I did. Yeah. I would I would give Zidane, you know, and it's not worth that much because I live in the middle of America. But I'd give him my house. I'd give him my dog. I'd give him whatever he needed to come to the Emirates and, and be the manager of my club. I love Zidane. I love the way that he manages, like his suits, his style, every, his approach to everything. Absolutely. Give him the keys to everything. But. It's not. It's not going to happen. That's the long and the short of it. So no, it's not reality. Nice. Big up to Nero who says a uh, question. Well, there's, Ooh, there's talks that Marseille. Yeah, I'm going to get to this. Marseille are going to get taken over by I think is it Qatari ownership, and obviously he's Marseille as well. That was his. I don't know if he's from Marseille, but I believe he played for them. I believe that was yeah. his French team. I'll have to double check that as well. But I believe it was his French team before he did. He moved to Juventus. I should know this because Zidane is one of my favorite players of all time. So I should, really should know this. Was it Marseille? That's why he's a Marseille boy. Like, is he from Marseille? Even from Marseille, played for the uh, both. Bordeaux. Ah, Bordeaux. Okay. I don't, That's, I is that where look, we played? I didn't look it up because I didn't remember either. Yeah, I know. that. I'm surprised they got that wrong. Did he ever? So he played for Bordeaux? Yeah, played for Bordeaux before Juventus. Okay, okay. Where's he? Where was he born? Was he born? Oh, does it say? Or, uh, no, he was born with Marseille. He was born in Marseille. See, I knew it, man. See, born people, I knew something. Yeah, man, I knew. Yeah. I knew there was a Marseille link. Yeah, I yeah, knew yeah, it. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. why I said he either played for them, was born there, or both. So yeah, I could see him doing that. Uh, question yeah. for flawless: What would it take for you to be ten hag out? Brentford lost potentially. It depends if we get battered by Brentford and the players don't play for him. Yes, I feel like I'm back ahead of the Burnley game. Well, I said, as much as I want Manchester United to win and get the result, because it's vitally important we do that for obvious, all the obvious reasons, that performance against Galatasaray looked like a team that I'm not playing for. And we've had too many of them games for my liking, Galatasaray being one, and the other one was Brighton. They're the two. You know what I'm saying? And two is too many to have games where, where take there's ways to take L's. And I'm looking at it like, yo, these players are not playing for me. But against Burnley, they bounce back. Not in terms of performance, before anyone says, oh, the performance was bad. I'm talking about effort and application. Because once players stop putting in across the board effort and application, you know um, they've the manager's lost them. So in regards to it, yeah, it would take not only a loss, but for me to go, you can't salvage this. Because the, the team have just stopped playing for him. But I fought this before, but I think we'll beat Brentford. So in regards to it, I'm still giving Ten Hag, i got to see the rest of this month. The Champions League, I think we've we got a couple of Champions League games the two games against Copenhagen. I think Newcastle is also this month as well. And then whatever we got coming up in the Premier League with that. Well, yeah, it takes it for me to turn on a manager. I got to see stuff that is like, I'm like, that's either unforgivable from the manager and the team. Or like I said, the players have just given up. That's what it has to be. Let's see what else you are saying as well. Ed says, you think Rashi got, uh, got his, his comments in it, the comments he's getting in his head because moments like that clear one on one versus Galatasaray look like a man contemplating what happens if he misses and then passed. He buries that a year ago. Here, the thing is, I don't have no issue with him passing, it's just that the pass was shocking. He had to play that with pace. But I've said it, I said it a couple of days ago about Rashford. He is the definition of a confidence player. Like, if you have confidence player in the dictionary, it's a picture of Rashford there in regards to when he's on it. And his confidence is high, he's flying. But then when he's playing poorly and his confidence is low, you see how it affects his game. He's not a Bruno. Like Bruno has a rational confidence. 
Like whether we're 3-0 up or 3-0 down, Bruno gonna play the same way. Bruno gonna get on the ball. Bruno always gonna average um high amount um of touches, high amount of attempted. He's always gonna be involved. Bruno never ever has a quiet game. Whether he's a zero out of ten or a ten out of ten, there's no such thing as a quiet game with Bruno. He's always involved. He has a rational confidence. Like whether it's whether, like I said, it's going well for United or not well, and him as his individual for his individual performance as well. But yeah, Rashford's the complete opposite. So no, I just think he's low on confidence, which is showing. You can tell like people talking about his body language, yes, because he's playing poorly. And he knows he's playing poorly. Like I'm thinking Rashford's fully aware that his form is not good. He's being I spoke to Saeed, and when you speak to other match go match going fans of like on his case, and rightfully so, because he's performing poorly. This is where it's on the manager to save Rashford from himself and just drop him. Drop him. Don't play him against Brentford. Then you got two weeks off and then don't play him that next game back. And then I think it's the Premier League. I can't remember who we play. I'm going to double check that in a second. And then it's Copenhagen after that. Play him in that Copenhagen game. That's what you do. I mean, that Copenhagen, like, just take him out of the firing line. Why are you consistent, continuously playing him? That's what don't make no sense. Makes zero sense to me, but. Ten Hag's been doing many things that make zero sense to me at, at points this season. And I'm like, huh? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, Nero. I thought so. That's the reason PSG fans don't yeah. want him because he's a Marseille fan. Yeah, man, he's from Marseille. I knew see people. I know. Give one of my favorite players of all time. Like, that's legit what it is. Well, uh, Warrior Jason's flawless. Who do you want to see in the lineup versus Brentford? Ah, this is a good question. Jesus. Who's available? That. He's available. Yeah, I'm still sticking with Onana and Gold despite the mistake. Like, I'm like, all right, you're going to work through this. Even though it's the complete opposite. You're new here. I've seen this happen with De Gea. I want to see if this makes or breaks you. And he seems like the character that is not going to stop him from... He's still going to play out from the back. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to stop Onana from being Onana. He's not going to second-guess himself. Is he, is he happy with his performances? No, but the fact against Bayern Munich, he came out and took full responsibility for the loss. Even though it wasn't all on him, it was just one goal. I respect that highly. So I go, Nana in goal. Has to be Delo. I probably switched Delo and Amrabat. Is, is anyone fit? Let me know who's fit. But let's say Regulon's not. Was Regulon on the bench? I swear he was. I go Regulon and Delo. Um, Centre-backs. I'm dropping Lindelof. I'm playing Maguire and Varane. Midfield. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah, that's, how, that's where he's at. I'm playing Maguire. And Maguire actually played well his last game. Playing Maguire and Varane. The centre-backs. Um, actually, now nah, we got Johnny Evans. What that? I forgot about Johnny Evans, man. Yeah, man, my guy Johnny Evans, man. I was saying, my guy Johnny Evans, man, we got that world class assist that last game against he started against Burley. I'm going Johnny oh. Evans and Varane. Um, midfield, it was quality, it helps us win the game. Um, I'm going Casemiro, Amrabat, and Hannibal. That's who I'm going. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing Hannibal. And then, this is my lineup, people. Then I'm going Palestri, Ganacho, Hoyland. That's my team. No no Rashford, no Bruno, no Mount. Tired of these, man. Tired of these, man. Like, play Hann Hannibal deserves to start. I want to see Amrabat in midfield, even though he made mistakes for a couple mistakes. What was in? Yeah, made a couple mistakes for the Galatasaray goals. Casemiro, still Casemiro. Um... And I don't look at another option. So I'm like, all right. And I think Onana really set him up having to, do you make that challenge or do you not? So yeah, that's the team I'm going with. Will he go with that? Absolutely not. And that's going to annoy me as well. That's why I'm crashing on the manager. If he still now plays Bruno, still now plays Rashford, we lose, that's on you. Even if we draw, that's on you. Don't mean the players are blameless. I still 
criticise players, but I'm proportioning the majority of the blame on the manager because you continue to play these men. That's why I'm not hearing no nonsense. Boy, we move. I didn't see Stephanie G. I didn't see the Zlatan interview. I didn't. What did he actually say? He asked if Ten Hag was out of his depth. It's therefore a conversation to be had. That's most managers, though. Take 99.9% .9 of managers, they'd be out of their depth at Manchester United because the scrutiny is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? The scrutiny is ridiculous that you're at. Yeah, yeah, Eddie. I was, I was tripping. I know Eddie. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, <laughs> I know. I, said, I, I was just like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie, I forgot. I forgot, I forgot. I forgot about Evans. That's why I forgot. My bad, people. I forgot. <laughs> now, if they're gonna evaluate regular later today, yeah, play regular. Play regular, man. Play regular. Hey, big up Harif says big up flawless from Denver. Hey, salute to you. I used yes. to watch you and Tox uh, battle rap podcast. Shit was incredible. The award show y'all had was one of the funniest things I've seen. Hey, big up to you, man. Big up to anyone who was here before we was doing sports um, full time. And yes, you're talking about the Fugazi Awards. That's hilarious. And that being said, for any members of the channel, there is still content. Um, members only videos you can there. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think is the Fugazi Awards on there? If it's not. I'm going to add it to it. I'll do that for you like, over the international break. But there's old Sarcasm City uh, podcast content. There's sports shows on there. Views from the Dugout, which was a show. Me and Tox did a couple of episodes of as well. Like That was like, I think Ollie was in charge at that point and got sacked to Mourinho joined. So that's how long ago that was. So yeah, make sure you check that out. But there's outtakes, the whole nine people. Outtakes. Big up, I, was, I was born and raised yeah. in Denver, by the way. So big up. Big up. Was it? Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, uh, John says, Flawless, do you judge Ten Hag until he gets Shaw, Wamba, Saka, and Malassia? No, I still judge him now because they're not free game changers. Now, if he was like, Oh, you're bringing back Martinez, Varan, Casemiro, different conversation because they are free game changers within this team. We were talking about Shaw, who good center back, poor left back, but a good backup center back to Martinez, Wamba, Saka, who should be moved on, and Malassia, who I just want to see get run out because I don't know the levels. But he did well enough last season where I go, you deserve a shot. I know what Shaw gives me from left back. I know the levels that Luke Shaw is at, not good enough. Let's see if Malassia is. And if Malassia gets a run and he's not good enough, guess what? We need a new left back. Cool. And then have Malassia as backup. That's one thing I will say about Malassia. He's good enough to be backup. Same with Wan-Bissaka at right back. He should be used for specialist occasions. You go and sign a top tier right back. And then when you're going away to Arsenal, I use them as an example, and Martinelli's on that side, you play wan -Bissaka. You're going away to Real Madrid in the Champions League. Vinicius Junior, hey, wan your turn. Like, that's what this is and so forth. If you're playing against AC Milan, Liao, hey, wan this is the moment for you. Whoever the right-back is, you got to chill. That's just legit what it is. But, yeah, that's my team, but he's still going to go with that nonsense team. He really is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's going to go with that Egypt team. Um, big up to, to Harif who says uh, Bet bro can't wait to re-watch that Yeah look out for that next week people I need to check see where it's on on the channel But there's loads of old content of me and Tox From when it was Sarcasm City podcast um, And like I said outtakes Old shows like Just us and we are going to bring back the Sarcasm City podcast In general anyway but yeah Make sure the members know because there's certain members Who've watched it and people told me yo this shit's jokes So yeah man you lot big up You know what I'm saying But we move yeah, see, but Harif, big up for becoming a member, man. Much appreciated. Much appreciated, man. Thank you. Link for the membership is in the pinned comment as well. Let's see what you like. If, did I, if I missed any questions, let me know that you want to get to TJ. I know I might have missed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me let me look. Let me go. Go if back. You missed and look. any? Yeah. If you missed any. Ooh. You want to, oh. go to this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, big up AJ. Says, AJ. AJ's been following me around all day. AJ says four uh, question for TJ. 
uh, please. Do you think Pedro Neto and Ivan Tony will happen this January? Because sadly, I don't see the club doing it. I can see why you think that way. Um, I think that Neto is less of a priority than Tony is. Um, just just from a just from an attacking perspective, we need somebody um, to to either balance out Jesus or replace Jesus. We need that out and out striker. We were we were begging for it in January. We didn't get it. We were begging for it over the summer. We didn't get it. So I think that Ivan Tony is more of the priority. I think we're the front runners. If any, if either of those are going to happen, it's going to be Tony. And I think Tony is going to be. Uh, if Tony doesn't happen, none of those happen. Um, it, and, and honestly, I do believe it does depend on where we are at in the league um, to to see how much this ownership is going to spend. Because if we do have a legitimate a legitimate chance to challenge Man City, they'll spend. But if not, they'll they'll, they'll ride it out, get top four, and we'll we'll go again. Unfortunately, but that's kind of my that thought sense. on that. Big up AJ, oh, though. Fair. Big up AJ. Yeah, man, big up AJ. I see you big up every single time. Chat Sports says, on a positive, uh, wasn't it great to see an actual striker at United yeah. pace, strength, and finishing? It's been a while. That's what I said all summer long in regards to when people asked me about Hoyland. I said, oh, he's pace and power. Oh, he's going to do fine here. Pace, power, decent in the air, technically decent, six foot three. And then when he was on, um, I think it was the head of the Bayern Munich game, and I was listening to the commentary before, the punditry, sorry, before the watch log, and they said, yeah, he ran the 100 metres in less than 11 seconds. I was like, all right, you're going to be fine, and you're seeing it. Like, it is just natural, even if you're technically not the best, which I think he is technically good, or not even the best finisher, even though he does seem very composed, just because of having that type of speed and having that type of power, you are going to get into so many situations and so many positions to score. It's just law of averages. Defenders don't want to deal with that. Someone Defenders never, no matter how good a defender is, doesn't want to be running to their own goal. And he can leave you. Even the goal he scored that was offside, the composure, where he was on his right foot and he checked back, sent the defender and then scored. Top quality. Like he really, really was. Harif says, question for both of y'all. Which player has hurt their reputation the most in your eyes since leaving each of your clubs respectively? And who do you feel has helped their reputation flows yours. I'll let you answer that first. Team, right, well, what, is, is that over? Is that overall or is that this season? Yeah, I think he's saying, I'm guessing it's more so recent times. Let us know, Harif, if there's a time like frame. Yeah, like if you're talking, if you're talking overall, I mean, that's a great question. My, my, mm -hmm. my answer, um, which players hurt their reputation the most in your eyes and even the club that you respectively support has hurt their reputation. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, yeah, think we, saying we had anybody, I don't think we had anybody that left that really that that really hurts. I mean, oh, mm -hmm. he's saying overall. He's saying overall. Okay. So um hurt their reputation. I mean, that has to be Van Piercy, right? We I still I'm still upset by that. And I really didn't even follow football back then. And I'm upset. <laughs> so so it has to it has to be Van Percy. I mean, in the eyes of the fans, it's Van Percy. Mm -hmm. Easy, mm -hmm. easy. Yeah, that's easy. for you lot. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, who helped their reputation? I mean, honestly, you know who is who's helped their reputation by leaving, and just by the fact that he left, and the person that came in behind him is so bad. Granite Jacka. <laughs> you got he, what? You got you got people crying out for Granite Jacka to come back because we have we have Kai Havertz in that position now. Completely different player. Completely different profile of player. But now people are calling out, crying out for Granite Jacka, who's gone to Leverkusen and is on vacation. So, like, 
He's not, he's not, he even said, he even came out himself and said, oh, you know what? I'm just enjoying myself because there's not, no pressure to win. There's really no pressure to win here. And I'm like, yeah, good. There was no pressure to win. There, There is no pressure to win here. There was too much pressure at Arsenal for you to do anything outside of your last season. Sorry. I get set up. Anytime cool. I get, I have to talk about Granite Xhaka, one of the players I could not stand at Arsenal. And current player, I can't stand at Arsenal. I just, I just fly off the handle, man. But yeah, no, I think, I think that um, helped their rep, helped their reputation just by um, the fact that we had to replace him, Granite Jacka. Um, the, I don't think Arsenal will ever forget Van Persie. Forgive Van Persie. Yeah, yeah, you lot will never. In regards to, because he said, yeah, in the eyes of the fans. So which player had yeah. their reputation? In the eyes of our fans, even though it didn't bother me, it was Tevez because he went to City and the whole thing with him and Gary Neville and the. The, what's the word I'm looking for? The post, the big poster they put up that said, like, yeah, welcome to Manchester. But yeah, we never gave, we never offered man a contract. So we <laughs> went to Manchester City. Like, that's how I look at it. But I, then again, I don't, I get attached to players when they're here, but I understand what this is. I understand that they don't, there's exceptions to the rule, but that's 99.9% .9 of players don't love the club like they do the fans. If they have a better situation or better place to go, they'll, they'll leave. Same way, let's say for argument's sake, something bad happened to Manchester United and there was some corruption and we went down to League Two. How many of the players are staying? Barely any of them. You know who will be there though? The vast majority of the fans, I'll be there. Mm -hmm. I'll still be doing the same thing right now. I follow Manchester United because I'm Manchester United through and through. But that's me as a fan, whereas a player is more of a job for them. So definitely and hurt their reputation in most of uh, the fans' eyes was Tevez because of the manner of what, of what it happened. In regards to helped, in regards to the fans, who do we still hold in high regard? Most players, if they left and it was it, it was amicable, will get cheered on their way back. Like, if they come back, they'll get cheered. Like Beckham, for instance. Beckham playing for AC Milan, like, he he gone, he he gone, he got cheered. And that's most players, like, once they come back. If you were part of success here and you didn't leave in that fashion and you didn't go to a rival, you're going to get cheered and still regarded, like, in, in high esteem. Like, even Ronaldo, you know what I'm saying? Even still now after what Ronaldo did. But even when he came back and knocked us out of the Champions League for Real Madrid, like he still got, I still had nothing but love for Ronaldo. My love's kind of gone down for him now because I, of like just you would what happened. Would you have loved you? You would have sorry to interrupt, but you would have loved yeah, him cool. more if he if he never came back. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to see him yeah. come back. I said it. Yeah, I said it. I wanted to remember him for what he was him, and I think too many people seen comps of that Ronaldo and thought we were getting that. And I said it from the jump. And I don't even like want credit or flowers for spotting it because it was so blatantly obvious it was not going to work. And what I don't like, not even on top of him not being good enough, but the whole Piers Morgan interview and people trying to give him credit for calling out the Glazers. Like I said, when we had our worst ever season, which he was a part of, man was silent. Radio silence. You know why? Because he was playing week in, week out. And as soon as we got better, which we did under Ten Hag and was heading in the right direction, all of a sudden, because you're not playing now, it's a problem. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? I really, really, really don't like that at all. Like, but that's just me on it. And like I said, that's why he's now applying his trade in Saudi Arabia. You got the big bag, and rightfully so, he deserves it. That's it. And to Daniel Doncaster Rowan says, Yes, United in League Two, I'd finally get to do Manchester United away. That is one thing I would do because you'd see who the true fans are. And I'd go to plenty, I'd go to, I'd get to as many games as possible. Manchester United were in League Two, and I'd because tickets would be able to get it. Away days are oh. fire anyway. I definitely pull up to a Doncaster Rovers or something like that. Hundred percent. But that just goes to show the players would leave, but fans would still be here. I would still do the same content, people. 
Even if we were in League 2, I'd still be here doing the same content. Still here freaking trying to find... You know, but I've got Daniel, who's a Doncaster Rovers fan, but other League 2 fans, because they pop in the chat talking rubbish, which would be great. You know what I'm saying? Like trash talking with a League 2 team. But big up, man. Daniel, you're a real one. But bump up the likes, people. We're only at 41 likes. Yells up to 50 likes, people. And Let's hit go. the subscribe button as well. We're at 8,269. One more subscriber gets us to 8,270. Make sure you subscribe to TJ's channel as well. The link's in the title. Click the link right now. It opens up a new tab and then you can subscribe to his channel. He's also on the featured page on the channel as well. So if you go onto the YouTube homepage here on Sarcasm City TV, it's got featured channels and then it's got TJ's channel there, Lewis's channels there, Ahmed's channels there, Alam's both channels are there and the Rams channel as well. So make sure you check that out, people. It's all on the homepage. Um, Sheik says, flawless. You know, I still want to see that Port Vale away day vlog. Hey, man, if it's just getting away day tickets, that's the problem. If I could go to more away games, I would. It's just getting like, they're just tough. That's all it is. It's hard enough getting Manchester United tickets at home. Never mind the way where there's less. Let's see. Uh, TJ, what part of Arsenal this season concerns you so far? Mm. I think he think I think he's saying that most concerns you so far. Which is most concerned me because yeah, I was yeah. gonna say we, we don't have enough time to list all the concerns. <laughs> um, but what what concerns me the most is um, our lack of creativity in the midfield, um, mm. and we're we're depending on one man to create, um, and that's that that's a huge concern for me. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's an equal concern between that and our inability, our inability to finish. Um, we have not scored. I mean, we have not scored uh, as many goals in open play as I would like to see. So fun little fact that I looked up today. We have five goals off of penalties. We have 15 yeah, goals. I think it's five. And then like Lee Gunnar said that to me. It was like five goals of penalties. Five, are like goals, four five, of them goals, out of, and five goals out of 15. Yeah. And they're like four of them were deflected or something like yeah. that. I'll say yeah. crazy no, it, it, that. I was it, like, it's nuts. Yeah, no, it's concerning. Mm -hmm. it, it really is concerning that we're not getting these goals from open play. Um, so, yeah, we have to improve on that. And part of improving on that is cre is creation through the midfield. And you're not getting that with Kai Havertz um, in there. And you're on in, in, you know, unless he's coming off the bench, you're not getting that with with Fabio Vieira. Fabio Vieira hasn't started. I And Fabio Vieira has dodged my bullets, uh, but he's been awful the last couple of games. Has he been so, by that? Okay, so, yeah, nice. so... Yeah, it 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 is what it is. Um, yeah, lack of creativity in the midfield and our and our mm -hmm. um, lack of ability to finish, tied tied for tied for two, there. Yeah, yeah, no, not first. And to sure. Tavu says, uh, if you guys could take one player from Barcelona, which player are you taking? Flawless, you can't pick Frankie de Jong. Sorry, I don't watch the Premier League, so I can't really ask questions on that league. Now, that's calm. Obviously, if you don't really watch the Premier League, that's cool. I'm take. I'm guessing you're a Barcelona fan. Correct me if I'm wrong. But in regards to what player I'm taking, the fullback, the left back, you all know his name, the youngster. I forgot his name. Balde, I think he's called. Balde. Yeah, Balde. I've seen him twice in the games against us. I remember saying, because I think he got subbed on in the first. Who's this? You know what I'm saying? I said, who's this? And why are we not looking at him? Everything you need in a modern day fullback. Pace and power, athletic, technically good. And I've seen him one game and, was, and someone told me he's like 18, 19. I'm like, why would you not just, yeah, try and say 18, 19? He's not going to cost that much. I'm like, that, that's me. So I would take, from what I've seen, I'd take him because we need desperately need a fullback. What are you saying one player from Bayern? Oh, uh, Lewandowski. 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 Sorry, yeah, we need, we need, we need that finishing. He would, he would bag twenty twenty five in the prem, baby. No, give me Lewandowski. 
we would win the league if we had Lewandowski. <laughs> number nine, we would. We would win the league. Hey, Lewandowski, Saka, Martinelli from the free oh, would be cold still. I, I can't lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah the behind it. That's a that's a good front three. And to Edu says, question for TJ: uh, Why are Arsenal better away in the Premier League, but the opposite in Europe? That's a great question, Ed, and I wish I knew the answer. Um, I just think I I think when it comes to European competition in general, we're garbage. Like if you look at um, look at Sporting, look at the game at Sporting. We got we got chipped and lost on penalties. Like when we yeah. we were going back, we were going back to the Emirates. I was so confident that we were going to get it over the line. I think it's just European comp European competition in general. We're garbage in your in European competition. You saw it with the lens game. You saw it with with PSV last season. You saw it with um with Sporting last season as well. We're just not good. We're we're not good. Um, um Olympiacos. Like the the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, you do have some bad like European, away days. European competition. So so why why is it that way? I think we're just we're just comfortable domestically, and mm. we're we're not used to winning in Europe. We haven't won in Europe since 1993. Like there is no winning, yes. there is no winning pedigree for Arsenal in Europe. In Europe, like Jesus. and you know you can go back, you can go back to the champion, you know the infamous Champions League loss where you know I I don't think we ever really recovered from that as an organization when we lost to Barca. Ah, uh, in the final in 06. In the final in 06. Yeah. I really not. I really don't think we've recovered from that. Um, so, so yeah, it, that's, that your guess is as good as mine, Ed. Let's, let's just say that your guess is as good as mine, my friend. Yes. And Ed, what flag is that? Is that Sierra Leone? Correct me if I'm wrong. What flag is that? I've been meaning to ask you that as well, but it looks like Sierra Leone, but correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not only pretty good at that. I'm one for one with the, the Zidane and Marseille. So I'm hoping to go two from two here, but we'll see. But yeah, let me know. I'm saying, let me know for real, for real. I was like, yeah, man, let me ask him as well. And someone actually had another question for you in regards to obviously a former player because you mentioned um, Jaco. Let's see. Let's see where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Eddie said it here. May I ask you why you didn't like Jaco? Um, he was a liability. Like you were you had him in the lineup for for 30 plus games a season. You were guaranteed two red cards either by either by a, a, a mass of yellows or a, a straight red. Like I'll never forget that League Cup game against Liverpool. Mm. I'll never forget that. Christ. The just the absolute idiocy against in in a League Cup game in a League Cup semifinal that we should have won in my opinion and you go out there and do that. Like it was just it, you know there was always a mistake in him or a, or mm. idiocy in him. Like go and I've talked about this before and I'm I'm going to replay the same record. Go back to Liverpool in 2021 where we were where we we were sticking with Liverpool for the first 45 minutes of that match. Arteta goes, goes and gets, goes and gets in Klopp's face. It wakes up Anfield, right? Xhaka, um, Xhaka last year, we were up 2 0. He gets yeah, in Trent Alexander Arnold's face, yeah, wakes up yeah, Anfield, signed up drawing. the crowd. Yeah, yep. did. You excite, I mean, he just has a bonehead passion merchant mistake in him. And and do, do I think he had a very very good season last season? Yes, he was very good. Was it great? Take out the last ten games, and I think it was great. <laughs> the 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 six the six you know and the five seasons before that, he was average. He was hmm. average. We didn't win anything. Yeah, I, I mean, COVID FA Cup, sure, sure, I'll give you that. 
Like, but in my opinion, Unai Emery and Pierre Emerick Obama Yang won us that. But mm. that's just my opinion. That's why I didn't like Shaka too much. He, he he would he would have died for the badge. I do. I agree. You know, I I do think that. Um, at the end, you know, people do forget that he did throw the captain's armband band on the ground and told the Arsenal home fans to go fuck themselves. Yeah, he did say. Like, yeah, he, he did. did he that. did. Yeah, he yeah. did do that. So a lot of people haven't forget haven't forgiven him for that. I can see past that, obviously, because I'm an American. I want to see him, you know. I want I want to see players play and play well. I never saw the levels out of Shaka, so I wasn't afraid. To, I wasn't sad to see him go in favor of Declan Rice. So yeah, I just like it wasn't even a thing where I didn't like didn't like Shaka. I just thought we could do better, really. And he yeah, frustrated and I think that's me fair. so much. I think. I think that's he frustrated fair. me so much in in certain moments, so yeah, that's why. No, oh, but I think that's very, I think that's very fair as well. Yeah. And to AJ, who says question for flawless because me and my Manchester United mate debate this all the time. Could Saka live up to the legendary Manchester United number seven? Which one? You, I'm guessing you're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo. To answer your question, no, no, because what you gotta understand is. For those that are old enough to remember, like Cristiano Ronaldo at his time at Manchester United for like a two, three year period was not only one of the best players on the planet, he was a difference maker for a great side. Like he was legit the difference in Manchester United winning the Champions League, not winning the Champions League, winning the Premier League, not winning the Premier League. Like when I talk about like needle movers, he was the ultimate needle mover for Manchester United. Like he was, and we had other great players, Rooney, Tevez, Skulls, the list goes on. But he was ever Vidic, Rio, Van der Sar, like the list goes on and on into under a great manager, the GOAT to me. But he was the GOAT. Like when things got tough, he's the go-to guy. Like we're losing games. I'm sat there like, all right, Ronaldo, come do something. That's what it is. Bear in mind, there's other great players out there who at times, many a time, stepped up. But I'm looking at him. He's one of the he gets in an all-time Premier League 11. Like clear. Like he he's so clear in that. I don't even hear debates from rival fans. I've done many like Premier League 11s, so it's a question that comes up in particular on Q&As. And whether it's a combined 11, say, with the United at Arsenal or United and another top six club, top six club or Premier League overall, he gets in. No one debates it. It's kind of like Henri. No one debates Henri getting into a Premier League all-time 11. Like some people are just certified. Others you can debate. Like others you're here and be, there, there might be a debate, but like Ronaldo gets in. Without doubt, and that's the same with Manchester United 11s. Bear in mind, we've had some great players, but he gets in despite everything. I never take away from what he did, incredible players. But can Saka become an all time great, like in the Premier League and for Arsenal? Yes, if he carries on in terms of his form, he just has to, he just now has to kick on because I think he's at the cusp of it and he's approaching top class, world class. But now it's consistency number one in terms of individual performances, and two. Winning, winning things with Arsenal. He needs to deliver the team something because he's in a position where it's like, all right, cool, maybe you can, maybe you can, but he's, what, 20, 21. So he has ample time to improve. Also, England as well, because England have a good 11. Help England win certain. That could definitely yeah. change it because if you help England win a World Cup or Euros, I'm looking at you different. Like, oh, you know what? Saka helped them get over the hump. Like, respect to him for that. So... But well, he has all the attributes to do it. But in regards to the legendary number set, no. I don't think there's many players that can live up to Arenado. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, are, are there are there any players playing outside outside of 
outside of Ronaldo that can. I mean, Messi, I mean, you're talking about two of the best players yeah. ever, ever, yeah. ever. Like they transcended like football. Yeah. Like they messed it up for everyone else. As much as I love Mbappe no, and Haaland, they got so many levels to go to get there. And they're probably the, the next two poster childs of football. You know what I'm saying? It's Haaland and Mbappe. And they still have levels. To, and they've both done incredible things. But they both now need to step up and deliver for, not so much for um, Haaland for country, but he definitely needs to deliver for Manchester City. You now have ample opportunity. You are in the best possible situation to dominate domestically and dominate in Europe. Do it. He's done that now, one time. People can talk about his impact in semi-finals and finals. He was a part of a team that won the treble. Now go do, I'm not saying win the treble every year, but go do that again. Go help them win a double this year. Help them four peat. Then maybe win two Champions Leagues in four years. You know what I'm saying? Three Premier Leagues in five years. Like that's what it is. FA Cups. Start breaking records. Same with Mbappe. You gotta make your move wherever you go. Dominate domestically. Let's say it's Real Madrid and deliver in Europe. Also deliver for France. Because if he delivers for France, you have two World Cups. That puts you in a whole different bracket if you help deliver two World Cups, especially if he's the main man. Because he was, don't get mistaken, he was the main man at 18 for them. So if he delivers again at however old he'll be, let's say 27, and the Euros you can throw in the mix. Your, your team is yep. good enough and you're good enough to help France win your, your first Euros and win another World Cup. you got ample opportunity. you probably got two World Cups left, maybe two Euros. So that's four competitions and you're surrounded by talent. Deliver on international um, domestics, I mean clubs, you need to make the correct move. If it's Real Madrid, that's the correct move for you. All that talent at Madrid. And you throw you in the mix. All right, cool, deliver. Because I'm holding you lot to the highest scrutiny because I rate them both highly, in particular, um, Kylian Mbappe. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. big up to Eddie. Yeah, go on, fam. Go on. No, go no, on I no, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. go. Yeah. And to, um, Eddie says, this is the best YouTube channel for football. Not even just saying it, man. Hey, love, man. Appreciate it, Eddie. Glad you enjoyed the channel, man. And that's to everyone. Big up, man. Much, much, much appreciate. We just try and provide, we just be providing the content and you lot show up and support. Like, and that's it. And yeah. And he, and yeah, and was said, needle mover for three years straight. That's the thing, is it wasn't this Eden Hazard thing, whereas a needle mover, and then you take one year off and then you move the needle again. Because Eden Hazard could have been spoken about in that fact because he had all the talent in the world. Imagine Eden Hazard didn't take those seasons off that he took off. Is it all on him? No, but he's good enough. That's why when people hear me talk about top-class players or hear me criticising players who are at a certain level, because I know what they can do, so I expect it. This is why you'll hear me criticise and Mbappe. I was criticised, go check the World Cup watch along. I was looking at him funny. Like, yo, step up, and he did. I was criticised. That first 60 minutes, he did nothing. I'm not hearing, oh, they double-teaming him or there's three people on him. You are killing Mbappe. And we watched him do something. Like, so you're more than capable. This is why you hear me criticize a Jao Felix. And Neymar is a prime example. All the talent in the world deliver. Deliver. That's who I'm looking at. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way he flopped in the World Cup. People say, oh, it's not all on him. He turned up in extra time. Where were you for the first hour and a half of the game? Like, again, like, and, that's, and that's just legit what it is. If you are of a certain caliber, I'm holding you to that caliber. If I, if I believe a player is world-class or people are telling me a player is world-class, let's apply world-class standards to said player. Or it's not all on him. No, it's not all on him, but the vast majority of it's on him because he's the best player on the pitch. Harry Kane's a prime example of that. I think Harry Kane is world-class. Said it time and time again. Deliver for Spurs when it matters then. It never did. Now you have the chance at Bayern Munich with better players around you. Deliver. 
Because when you when they go through in a group which they will and they get to knockout stages, I'm looking at Harry Kane. You're their best player, according to most, deliver. So I'm not hearing, oh, such and such was injured and this, that and the third. Look at that Nations League team Mbappe was with in the World Cup final. Go look at the... Forget who that's team overall. Look at the players, people. It's a Nations League. Kolo Muani was out there running around. I was saying, it was the goalkeeper was injured. The left-back and two centre-backs was injured. Pogba and Kante was missing. Benzema wasn't there. The list goes on, but man still delivered and his stock went up in a loss. But again, people want to play favourites and stand FC and all this nonsense. No, no, no. Deliver. Deliver. Big up V1 for the super chat as well. No to Ibrahim. Would I have taken Xhaka at United? Absolutely not. No. No. I wouldn't have taken Xhaka at United. No. No. No in the sizes. Uh, Henri or Ronaldo on the left, Salah or on oh, right wing on. and Drogba at the top. Is this for like a Premier League All-11? Well, Ronaldo didn't play wide left. So Henri's yeah. my striker and Ronaldo's my right winger. If I'm doing it all time, as much as I love Drogba, Drogba's top quality. I think Drogba is probably in the Premier League the best striker I've seen play as a lone striker. That's what I think. That's the highest thing. I think he's the best lone striker we've ever seen. Like Henri played in a two, you know what I'm saying, drifted off. Ronaldo did play in a one, actually, but it was different. Obviously, he played wide, right? It was more interchanging. Whereas Drogba was an out and out complete striker as a nine. He did everything as a nine. Ran the channels, ran in behind, held the ball up, scored big goals, left foot, right foot, outside the box, inside the box, headers, scrappy goals, great goals. So yeah, but Drogba don't. Um, it's Henri and Ronaldo. Like that's in my, and then left. I don't even know who's left. I'll have to have a think. But yeah, Henri and Ronaldo. It's Henri, Ronaldo and one over in my front three of Premier League all-time 11. It's those two and one of them. Whoever you want to pick. But big up for the super chat V1. Thanks. Big up, big up, big up V1. Yeah, that's a good question. You know what I'm saying? It's tough. Yeah. 100. It's for real. Hey, and big up um, Beijing Pops who says flawless uh, Suarez. Uh, what are you saying? Big up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said Suarez, you know, this guy, a joke, man. Let's see what else. Big up, big up. Every single time. Let's see what you lot are saying. Before we do indeed, we're going to close out in the next five to ten minutes or so, people, as well. So get your final few questions in. And that being said, for the international work, we will. Big game for Arsenal coming up this weekend. Big game at the Emirates. Manchester City rolling into town. Line up you want to see, first and foremost, TJ, and then prediction. People aren't going to like what I'm going to say. Um, there were there were people asking me, Rhea or Ramsdale, um, the, the shine has not come off Rhea for me. Um, one bad one bad kick um, against Lawrence away does not make him a terrible goal goalkeeper. He's been very very solid. He has two wins, like I said earlier in the pod. He has two wins against this Manchester City squad. Um, I'm starting Rhea, um, left back. So I'm playing. So here's what I am playing. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is not what Arteta is going to do. But here's this is what I am playing. Hmm. Okay, left back. I'm playing. Um, QER weird. Okay. And here's, and here's why, and here's why, because we need a solid back four against mm -hmm. man city. If we want to have a, honestly, if we want to have a shot, then I want to see, um, and people are going to say it's negative. That's fine, but we're going up against man city. We're going up against man city. So yeah. So QER at left back, um, obviously Gabrielle Saliba, right, um, right wing or right back Ben white. Um, I want to pay two. Two CDMs, so obviously I'm going mm -hmm. party and rice. 
um, in the uh, the the middle three going because I'm doing four two three one. I'm doing Trossard on the left, even though he played he didn't play really well. Hopefully he um, he's he's gotten more touches on the ball um, since he came back from injury. But I still want him on the left. Um, Odegaard in the middle. If Saka's injured, don't play him. That's what I keep saying. If Saka's injured, don't play him. I don't want to see the Saka that I saw against Rennes or Bournemouth or Lons against or Lons or Bournemouth. I don't want to see that Saka. So if he's gonna, if you're gonna bring that guy, play Nelson on the left and Jesus up top, or uh, Nelson on the right, Jesus up top. So that's, that's my fair. that's my starting eleven. So good, that's actually a good eleven. I see why yeah. you said what you said. Yeah, I don't want. Though. I don't want. Yeah, oh. I don't want Havertz it's anywhere cool. near. Uh, all these people saying that I'm like Kai Havertz's <laughs> biggest fan and all this stuff because that's Jacob what that's what all the Spurs. Yeah, Jacob's a joker, but all the Spurs fans are saying that I'm I'm like Havertz's biggest fan. I don't want Havertz anywhere near this lineup. Anywhere near it. If you're gonna play the normal four three three, put ESR in there. That's oh, what fez? I'm saying. No, nah, that's fair. No. And pred- prediction, obviously based off of what you think. Arteta is gonna do based off our t- what Arteta is gonna do. I think we're losing two two one. <laughs> like sorry, <sighs> I, sorry. I just don't. I just don't see it with Martinelli and Saka out. I don't see mm-hmm. it. No, that's fair. I, that that is that is fully fair. So you're saying two one to yeah, see because of what he's gonna do. We're not, we're yeah. not gonna get skunked at home. A lot of people are saying like four four nil City. No, I don't think you're four nil. I said three one City. Yeah. I said three one. I'm going to. I'm, I'm looking forward to the game though. I'm. It's gonna be a great. It's to gonna. It. It's gonna be a great game, and the boys are gonna be up for it. I just don't think we have enough to beat that Man right. City squad. And people, people keep telling me, "Oh well, Rodri's out, De Bruyne's out." Yeah, but we're talking about Pep Guardiola, and we, and we're <laughs> talking about so oh, let's <laughs> Foden, Alvarez, Holland, <laughs> Bernardo Doku. Silva, like Doku. even a list. Yeah, Doku. <laughs> this goes on and on and on. And these are the, and we just named four players that um, are better quality than ninety percent of Arsenal starting eleven. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, and he did it's say that real. to hype to Hybrid's local badger. Like, yeah, I think TJ's accepted the fact that Arteta is going to play Havertz. He can't play him though. He is going yeah, to, which is crazy. Yeah, He's going to yeah, yeah Havertz. You know, wow. Yeah, and big up Highbury's local badger. Of course, Arteta's going to play him. Of course, he is. <laughs> I'm playing him, paying him two hundred and eighty bags a week. He have to play him. <laughs> Ah, uh, it is peak. It is a big up DJ Crane as well. <laughs> big up Tony. Big up Tony. Big up, big up, man. Every single time. And to Ibrahim, you're getting these two things misconstrued because you said, "Come on, flawless." Jack is better than Bruno. I don't disagree, but being better than Bruno is not the bar. Because the bar's on the floor for him. Like, what are we doing here? TJ choking on his drink. Like that's what it is. Like people say, "Oh, bringing such and such because they're better than what you have." That's not the bar, though. Do I think Xhaka's better than Bruno? Yes. But I don't rate Xhaka. But Ibrahim, you've been here often enough. You know how much I don't rate Bruno either. There's plenty of players who we could pick out from in the Premier League who are better than what we have, but they're still not good enough for where we want to go to. Pick one. I'm saying there's ample players. Like, this is that there's so many, like, I'm trying to think, think of a, a decent player who would like improve. It's like, um, Trying to think of someone who's just like a decent player who'd improve us, but they wouldn't. They, they, I'm not like, yo, go and get such and such from my team. Like, I'm actually trying to think of a player here. I'm like, yeah, go get him to win a win a prem. Jesus, I use as an example. Jesus improves us, hundred yeah. percent. I think Jesus improves us. 
But when I say go and get Jesus to take us to the next level and be challenging in the Premier League champs, no. I think he can be part of a team and a part of a squad, yes. But I wouldn't be like, that's my marquee guy, go get. But Jesus is better than what we have on the right wing. He's better than any right winger we currently have right now, comfortably. But would I be like, yeah, go and get him? No. Same way with, uh, I use Matoma as an example. I think Matoma's a very good winger and he could improve and kick on. But, and he right now would be our best left winger without doubt. But I'm not saying go and get Matoma to win Prem and Champs. When I'm talking about players I want to see at Manchester United, that's the, the end goal in my life. All right, can you contribute to that? Not even be the main man, but can you be a part of an 11 or part of a squad that helps us get there? In, in particular, an 11, when I'm talking about, for example, I wanted James Madison. No, I spoke about it all summer long. Go get James Madison. James Madison is someone I believe who is of that level. Ivan Tony, who I've spoken on for the longest now. And you see TJ's eyes light up and every rival fan has said, bring Ivan apart from Manchester City. Hey, bring Ivan Tony to my club. Because I believe he's at that level. He's just not been given the opportunity because he's at Brentford. But I think he will. Somebody is going to make a move for him. That's yep. just what it is. That's all it is. So yeah, Bijaka being better. Bruno's not the bar. Like he's really not. He's just not good. And I think the ten, I think um the penny is dropping for people now. Uh, like that's what it is. So Kofi says, in what world is Xhaka better than Bruno? I think he is, but here's the thing is Kofi. If you want to say Bruno's better than Xhaka, cool. I've done just not a hill I'm dying on because I don't rate either of them highly. It's such a weird, to, it's such a weird question to begin with. They, they, yeah. they're, they're a different profile of player. Different, they're different profiles, but I get what he was trying to say in regards yeah. to it. But that's why I have yeah. to address this because then we end up down here, and this is why I love doing live streams rather than pre-records because you get wanna... to respond back to stuff. Yeah, yeah, Jacques yeah, yeah. or Bruno, really, really and truly, people, two cheeks of the same ass. Yeah, like if I'm being brutally honest, that's why I'm not arguing either for. Personally, I think it's Jacques, but. Because I know what I'm gonna, I know what I'm getting more so from him than a Bruno. However, if my club signs either of these two, or has either of those two at my club, and we have one of them, I'm unhappy about. Still unhappy about Bruno being here, but we move. I don't like, yeah. So to Kofi, I like how that's your first comment as well. But big up to you, Kofi. Big up, Kofi. Yeah, big up, man. Large up. Good to see United fans in the chat. Mitesh says analogy crazy. Yeah, man. Because I have to just say it like that to let people know. That's how I look at Mountain Bruno when people argue me about two average players or two above average players who I just think are decent. I'm like, you know, some people say, oh, like I've said, I think Bruno's a better version of Mount. And then others will say Mount's better than Bruno. Two cheeks are the same ass. Neither of them are good enough. Like, it's, is that's it just even really it worth, is. I mean, what is it even really worth having? I don't even argue it. You yeah, know, I don't even argue it. I just say it like, because it's, it's like, like someone will mention it to me like, oh, which one do you prefer like to play or which one do you prefer? And I'd be like, yeah, Bruno. And people are like, how can you think that? It's like, yo, neither of them are good enough. Like, it's just... It's just this is what it is. Excellent. Like that's why I'm not even disputing it. But they get people. Oh, what world is Jaka better than Bruno? Well, all right, cool. But Bruno's not good enough, regardless. And even Jaka, that's why Arsenal shipped him out. There's a reason for that. Um, Diaz says it's worrying, flawless that Ten Hag had to pick Bruno as captain. I believe most of our players duck taking an armband. Too many shrinking violets. Now he picked Bruno as captain. He can't drop him. Here's the thing: is with that, in regards to him picking Bruno as captain, I wasn't as against it at the time because I don't put too much stock in captaincy. I look at captaincy and go, if you display captain-like attributes, you're going to display captain-like attributes. You don't need the armband to do that. Every single successful captain we've had, I use the Fergie era, every, every single successful captain we had in that period was captain-like before captain. Like Roy Keane was a leader before he got the armband. 
So was Gary Neville. So was Rio Ferdinand. So was Nemanja Vidic. The list goes on. Patrice Everett, Van der Sar. Anyone who had that captain's arm, like they displayed those attributes. Like we had four, five, six captains in the team at any one time. In regards to most of our players ducking, taking the armband, I don't think it's a ducking, taking the armband. I think, I don't think that's too, I think people put way too much stock on the, uh, on the armband personally. Him picking Bruno, can he drop him? He can still drop him. Just because Bruno's captain, like we've seen Bruno on the bench before. He just has to make the decision, drop Bruno, which he needs to be dropped. I don't think it's an armband thing. Do we have too many shrinking violets? Absolutely. This team got no backbone. I agree with that. No backbone is weak. It's very weak willed. Like conceding straight after we score is a proper is a very, very weak mindset. And we don't deal with adversity well at all. And it's like you're at Manchester United Football Club. You better learn to deal with adversity. Because this is the like that's not the club where like no that's why I keep saying when people talk about like a Deserbi as a manager and I'm like the scrutiny you are under here is completely different to anywhere else apart from Real Madrid there's pressure like that Liverpool you can throw in the mix Arsenal you can throw in the mix I buy Munich but it's a handful of clubs there's five or six clubs who have that type of pressure Onana dropped his keys and it was a story his car keys people <laughs> let's not forget that he dropped his car keys Brighton drew tonight. 2-2 two, two against Marseille. Guess which one's got more retweets and gets more interaction? The reason for that. Oh, I flipped that because that was today and obviously when Onana, that new story, well, not story, but when that tweet came out was a few weeks ago. They got packed 6-1 by Aston Villa. Go check what's got more interaction. Onana dropping his car keys or them getting packed 6-1 by Villa. The scrutiny out under is different, is the point that I'm making. So, yeah, like, and yeah, these players are, they're weak, man, in regards to mindset. They got to step up and be counted, man. At least go down fighting, but we move. We really do move. Yeah, AJ, I see you big up as well. Off yeah, topic, baby. flawless, but during the watch along at United Brentford, I'll keep you updated on Chelsea Burnley. You're a real one, man. Warrior J, you're a real one. 100%. And there will be a Manchester United Burnley game. Um, Burnley watch. Yeah, not Manchester United Burnley. Manchester United Brentford. There will be a watch along for here on the YouTube for that. But TJ, anything else you want to add that we've not covered before we close out? Nah, man. Somebody, please save my football club. We, <laughs> we need, we need, we need this. We need a result this weekend. Um, I'm not, I'm not thinking that it's gonna happen, but we gotta see what how this uh football club reacts to adversity. Because if we lose two on the bounce, um, we need to, you know, former Arteta years, we will see that we lose two or three more after that. So we need to, we need to stop the bleeding if we do in fact lose against Man City, which I think we will. Um, so how are we gonna bounce back? against Sevilla how are we going to bounce back against you know because we have to play Chelsea later like you know let's not let's not forget the level of football club that we in fact are and um keep going are, are we the Man City level no but we we should be getting out of this group we should be beating some of these teams that are making it closer um, than it is so so yeah let's not let's not bleed to death out there that's pretty much what I'm saying is yeah you lot make sure you subscribe to tj's channel as well like i keep saying the link is in the title so you click the link opens up a new tab and in that way you can subscribe to his channel please make sure whether you're watching this live right now or watching this back hit the like button we have hit 50 likes so salute to you lot please share across all the socials make sure you subscribe to the channel big up harif as well for becoming a member big up to v1 for the super chat don't forget tj's channel and all the other people yes, you yes, see yes, um, yes, yes. 
all the other people you see affiliated to the channel on the featured page. And once I do next week's schedule, they'll also all be underneath in the description as well of every live stream as well. Just got to yeah. wait for it to um, update. But subscribe to TJ's channel, people. Great content creator. And yeah, there's one more question I wanted to get to actually for Harif. Who says, do you yeah. still follow Battle Rap? I think I remember you and Tux hosting the Premier Battles for Soul, uh, Ilmac, um, VOD, I bought. Yeah, so I still follow it, but not UK. I follow more so URL. Not as much as I used to, but I still check out URL battles, um, Chrome 23 as well, RBE, depending on who's battling. But yes, me and Tox did host that Premier Battles event. Actually, one of the pictures popped up in, in the memory thing on Facebook. So yes, we did do that. So big up to you, Harif. And like I said, again, big up for becoming a member. We're going to raid Alam. He's currently live right now. NFL show going on in the motion football. So as yes, soon yes, as yes. this ends, it's going to redirect you to Alam's channel, people. I need you lot to put in the comment section when you go over there with Sarcasm City Raid in capital letters. That's all I need you lot to do. And on top of those things, before we go, don't forget, we're available on all audio platforms as well. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, type in Sarcasm City TV. And this show, all the other shows on the YouTube channel, apart from watch-alongs, will pop up. So if you're, like I always state, if you want to listen while you're cooking, cleaning, driving, while you're at work, at the gym, maybe traveling about, don't want YouTube soaking up all your data, people. Or you might just prefer to listen to your podcast audio only. SoundCloud hit us with a follow. Spotify, make sure you follow us and five-star us. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or you iPhone users, five-star us and leave us a review as well. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I know a lot of information, but you lot are smart enough to take on board. Oh yeah, and because I'm at a show tomorrow, I'm hosting a show tomorrow in Manchester, people. There's no Mandem United at 10.30 p.m. with myself and Eddie, but obviously Eddie will be on the Saturday show if he is indeed around the United-Chelsea Spurs show. I'm going to do an earlier show. You're going to get the United Manchester United-Manchester City show, Mandem United podcast, Gyaldam City podcast. If Jan is about, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with that woman is a fucking nightmare. So hopefully she's about. <laughs> I'm saying if Jan, so you'll either get the Mandem United Gyaldam City show or you'll get a fan calling show, early show, 1 p.m. UK time, people. So it'll be early yeah. afternoon. It'll be one of the two. Son Yan. I'm saying, yeah. how will I message her and say, Oh, can you do the show? And she was, What did she say? Yeah, yeah, I should. Yeah, I said, Are you about? And she said, Yeah, I should be. So I said, What are you still 50 50? She was like, No, I'll probably just forget. Remind me tomorrow. This is today, <laughs> people. It's right. Like, this is what she's like. So, you know, you lot know what I deal with. You know what I'm saying? There's always one. You know what I'm saying? There's always one. Everyone oh. else in the Sarcasm City TV dressing room is calm. There's always one. You know what I'm saying? But we move. Love to everyone that's locked in. This has been the Manchester United Arsenal show. Man of United podcast. Going to talk from the Arsenal podcast live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. Big up for tuning in. And make sure you go like and subscribe on the Lambs channel as well. Big up.